Listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about plastic waste and how we can do to help. Uh, to enlighten us, we are joined on the line by Dana Winograd, the Director of Operations for Plastic Free Seas. And Dana will also be telling us about their great Nerdle Hunt. Welcome to the program, Dana, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Hi, Noreen. Thank you very much for having us. So before you tell us about your challenge, uh, tell us a little bit more about Plastic Free Seas. Uh, What is it exactly you do there? So we're a charity here in Hong Kong and working for almost seven years, educating students about the problems to do with plastic in our oceans and what they can do to be a part of the solution. And how receptive are, are sort of children these days when you tell them about the plastic waste problem? Oh, they know about it and are so excited to take action. Yeah, and sometimes it's really great um, that you hear it from the students uh, as well because, you know, when you get home and your child is telling telling um, their, ch- their, their parents, you know, we shouldn't be using plastic, we shouldn't be using Glad wraps anymore, uh, we should be uh, looking after our, our environment, and that's when actions happen because parents will, will hear it from their children. Absolutely. We find uh, more changes are taking place because the uh, kids are pushing it rather than top down from the parents. That's right. So uh, tell us about your great Nerdle Hunt. Uh, It's a challenge that you've set. Well, it's actually a global uh, challenge. It's from an organization in Europe, and we are just taking part and leading the way for Hong Kong. And what it is, is getting people out on the beaches, doing citizen science, collecting and counting nurdles, which are pre-production plastic pellets. So everything that starts, that is plastic starts out as these small balls of plastic. And unfortunately, they're ending up in our marine environment, washing up on our beaches. I think uh, our listeners are also quite familiar uh, uh, with this uh, as well. But when they sort of Google the plastic pellet disaster here in Hong Kong, take us back to to, the, to July uh, 2012, Dana. What yes. happened in Hong Kong? Oh, it was uh, crazy times. Um, 150 tons of these pellets, or nurdles as we're calling them, uh, fell off of a ship during a typhoon and ended up washing up on the beaches of Hong Kong. And it took months to get the many or the majority of them off of the beaches, but we can still find them. And not only pellets from that period of time, but all throughout time, as these pellets are actually uh, entering into our environment from factories all the time. Yeah, where was it found mainly in Hong Kong on Lama on Lama Island and the beach? It was Lama and Lantau as well were the main locations. And uh, I remember what, when the citizens did a wonderful job, sort of took initiative, and there were lots and lots of beach cleanups. Um, how big were those pellets, and and what happened to them? Oh, they're about two um, millimeters to four millimeters in size, and there's once they're collected. Uh, they could get back into the recycling stream theoretically if they if they can make it there uh, and they're clean enough. But oftentimes they were collected full of debris from from the beach and from the ocean, so they just ended up in into our landfills. Straight into the landfills. 
In some cases, yeah. If they weren't clean, a recycler wouldn't want them. And and they were coming off the beach in the water, so they were, you know, all mixed up. Yeah. We often hear about the sort of uh, damages uh, that plastic does to, to, to our wildlife. I mean, what? let's talk about some of these impacts, and, I mean, on the environment first of all. So if we just look at these pellets or nurdles um, to start with, they are small. They look like fish eggs, so they could easily be ingested by other marine animals, which, of course, means that they then have plastic inside of them. It could fill them up so they don't eat other things. It could harm them. Um, Also, these pieces of plastic can have other chemicals on them, so that means that the animals would then also be ingesting other chemicals, which can transfer into their system. And then you've got all of this plastic on the beach environment, so affecting the habitat of any animal who lives on the beach. Wow. Uh, were there any reports of what what sort of damage, what sorts of damages it's done to our wildlife in Hong Kong? Well, we definitely had effects on the um, fish farms in Hong Kong. That was during the pellet spill. They lost all of their fish, primarily in any areas that was heavily inundated with the, the pellets. Um, other than that, it's hard to, you can't just isolate and say this is a problem with pellets. Microplastics and pieces of plastic or even large pieces of plastic are affecting our environment all the time in Hong Kong, whether they're damaging or, sorry, harming our beautiful Chinese white dolphin or capturing um, being ingested by any other kind of animal. So the plastic is really affecting us in many ways, just the beaches. You know, if you want to go down and have a, a lovely picnic on the beach, but it's covered in plastic, this is affecting our lives that way as well. That's right, because uh, w- what happens to these pellets when they're not being cleaned up? I mean, they break down into microplastic. Well, yeah, they're already starting out as microplastics, but they do break down even further. Yeah. I have hundreds of samples here, and they are anywhere from, you know, a, a millimeter across to a couple of millimeters, so they're definitely wearing down, breaking down in the marine environment. Yeah, is there any sort of suggestion of it also eventually getting back into the food chain, back to humans as well? Absolutely. These are definitely easily eaten by fish, which, of course, brings it into our food chain. Because, you know, people are selfish. You know, when you say, oh, it's affecting our wildlife, they won't really think much of it. But when you say, actually, you know, it's not just it's getting into the fish, but, you know, like you said, (laughs) when you eat the fish, it ultimately gets back into us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the Great Nurdle Hunt then. So you mentioned just now it's a global initiative and you're also bringing it, localizing it, bringing it to Hong Kong. And I understand that the hunt will take part uh, from the 14th to the 15th here in Hong Kong. Tell us about it. Okay, well, the, the actual global initiative is is year-long, but they're doing a big push from March 13th to 22nd, and we're asking people to get out onto the beaches, look at our website, find out what you need to do, and participate. But to help people, we are running some nurdle hunts on the 14th and the 15th, which the public can get involved in. And how can they do that? So, First of all, go to our website, have a look. It's at plasticfreeseas.org. We've got all the information there you need. We have a a cleanup going on in Discovery Bay on Saturday the 14th from 10 to 12. We're going to be supporting the uh, Fight for Fin Fun Day, which is taking place in Puyo 
on the 14th in the afternoon. It's a fundraising event, but you can come down and just hunt for nurdles as well. And then if you live on the south side of Hong Kong, you might want to join us in Sheko um, on Sunday the 15th from 2 till 4. How did you sort of decide on which locations, which beaches uh, to go to for these cleanups? Well, I know for a fact that there are loads of not only um, nurdles, but lots of microplastics on both um, the main beach in Discovery Bay and Sheko. And I just thought, well, they're on either side of Hong Kong. It helps highlight the fact that this is not an isolated problem just in one area. It is everywhere. So we just spread it out and hope for lots of participation. If anybody wanted to organize their own and wanted some assistance on another day, I'm more than happy to help. Excellent. We just want to make it as accessible to people as possible. Exactly. And this way, you know, you've got different areas of Hong Kong covered. You've got yes. something on, uh, on on the other side and something on the island. And uh, we're working on more. We're working on more. So keep uh, looking at our website to find out about more and our Facebook page. And we'll we'll let people know if there are any other locations. And I'm sure, you know, listeners, you know, they don't have any excuse. School closures, something for the children to do, bring them, work them hard. Um, and finally, what can we do as well as a community? I mean, is there a solution? We, we, we often hear people say, you know, reduce, recycle and all those things. But what can we really do when it comes to eliminating plastic uh, in our lives? Well, it really is reduction. We need to look at the plastic, particularly the single-use plastic that we use, is there an alternative? Do we have to use that? Can we find those noodles um, loose without packaging at one of the bulk food stores? Do we? Can I bring my container when I go for my takeaway? Every single little piece of plastic that you don't use means that it won't end up in the marine environment. And with regard to the to the noodles. They are what is needed for everything that we use that's plastic. So the less plastic we use, the less nurdles that will have to be made. Absolutely. Well said, Dana. And for our listeners who are interested in the great uh, global nurdle hunt, it's a global um, initiative, um, which uh, is whole year round. But there's an, a special uh, push uh, from the 13th of March till the 20th of March this year. And of course, uh, Plastic Free Seas, uh, based in Hong Kong, also have their own uh, nurdle hunt, which is happening uh, on Saturday, the 14th of March in uh, Tai Pak Wan in Discovery Bay, Main Beach from 10 till 12 and also on Sunday, the 15th of March, uh, in Sheko, Main Beach, from 2 till 4 p.m. For more information, do go to Plastic Free Seas. Dana, remind our listeners once again, have you got a Facebook page, and what's your website? Uh, we, we definitely have a Facebook page, and all the information is there. We've got um, Instagram as well, and that'll all be posted shortly, and our website has extensive information on it at, at um, www plasticfreefees.org. Excellent. Dana, thank you so much for your time uh, this week, and I look forward to talk to you again. And that's Dana Winograd, the Director of Operations for Plastic Free Seas here in Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Noreen.